everybody. Welcome to Sharp Thoughts. I am John, also known as DJ Sharp. And in this podcast, we're going to take an open and honest look at well, my life. I'm going to talk about my battles with mental health, like depression and anxiety. I'm going to talk about my efforts to get my shit back together, to be a better father, husband, and just overall man. So we're going to discuss getting back into the gym, getting the weight down. We're going to discuss clean eating, and I'm going to address my love affair with food. I hope to have an organic conversation with uh, friends and other experts in fields that I know little to nothing about and have a variety of things on this podcast. But most importantly, this podcast is going to be about men's mental health and the struggles that we all face with it, whether we want to admit it or not. So I invite you guys into my life. I invite you guys to take the trip with me. And I hope and I pray that one person gets something from this podcast. So let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five, Sharp Thoughts. This episode isn't going to be as long as the last couple. I just wanted to take a few minutes, check in with everybody, see how everybody's doing, let you guys know. I told you, this is going to be a bit of a journal for myself and everything I've been going through. So I'm going to kind of put some shit out there for y'all. Uh, let you know what I've been dealing with, what I've been going through. Just kind of letting you know mentally where I'm at, physically where I'm at. So let's get into it. Uh, first things first, finally back in the gym. I was able to get in there Monday morning, get a full body workout in. I'm going to get back in there tomorrow morning. Felt really good to be back. I battled a, a cold that just I just couldn't kick it. I had a little bit of back trouble. And I had a little bit of uh, tightness from my hernia surgery a few months ago. So it just really wasn't. I really wanted to make sure I gave my body that time to kind of vibe out and get that get that rest that I needed. I was going, going pretty hard at work, just feeling drained. And I knew if I added anything else to the mix that I'd put myself down a little longer than I wanted. So, so that was that I did a, I did a strength upper body circuit, mixed that in with some, uh, high rep, low weight deadlifts, just to kind of refocus on the form, did a little bit of core work and did some cardio was in and out an hour, which is, for me, that's a quick workout. I know some people do the 30-minute, 45-minute. I don't know. When I get into the gym, it's therapeutic for me. The weights don't give a shit what I'm going through. The weights are going to look at you and go, well, I ain't going to make this shit easier, motherfucker. Pick me up. Got the music blasting in the headphones. Can't nobody tell me anything. It's just me and the weights, so... So it was super enjoyable, super therapeutic to get in there yesterday. Nutritionally, I'm a mess. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pretend, man. I have not focused at all on what I've been putting in my body. The portions have been a lot better. I'll be honest with you. I told you guys we want to get into that that love affair I got with food, and that episode's coming. I want to make sure I do that episode right. However, <laughs> right now. I, I've been grubbing, uh, super sporadic on when I'm eating, uh, portion controls are there. However, I'm getting to a point of the day where I'm binging because I'm just not getting anything throughout the day and it's, it's just hectic. So I really got to take some time. I got a weekend off coming up. So I, I really believe on Sunday. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to plan out nutritionally what I want to do. Cause I, I gotta, I'm old, man. I'm 
38. I'll be put. I'm, God, I'm pushing 40. I got kids. I got to get this weight down. And it's, it's great that I'm doing it in the gym like that, but the gym can only carry a bad diet so far. So I really got to, I really got to hone in on that. Mental health is stabilizing. I'm going to be real. The last few months, it's been, my mental health has been haywire. I had a, uh, I had a hernia surgery over the summer. And while I was in recovery for that, I had a couple intrusive thoughts. Nothing major, nothing like I was going to kill myself, but we always get that. We always hear intrusive thoughts when we talk about mental health. So I think there's a little bit of a misconception with that word. Intrusive just kind of means harmful to yourself. It doesn't really necessarily mean suicide. I just, I wasn't feeling myself. And I think a lot of it was, I wasn't beating I wasn't able to do anything. I was hyper-focused on getting that rest because last time I had a hernia surgery, I came back too quick and it set me back and it was painful. So I was really trying not to do that again. But I got a little girl that wants to pick me or wants me to pick her up. How do you say no to that face, man? Like, shit. So just trying to balance that, trying to get refocused on getting back into work, pissed off that I can't get back into the gym, just not feeling me. Uh, so we got through that. We got back to work. My sleep, I told you guys in the second episode, I suffer from sleep apnea. Uh, really struggling with that lately. But again, 90% of my sleep apnea issues, I, they, they're my size. I got a... I got a thick neck. I mean, it's muscular. Like, I'm not a, I don't look as big as I am, but I'm not healthy at my weight. And the body positivity con coalition, you can come at me for this. Let's get one thing straight. I'm good. I'm damn good looking. The confidence I have in myself, nine times out of 10 is off the charts. But in the same breath, that mental health shit kicks in and it shuts it all down. So you don't have to worry about me hating my body for the way it looks. I'm not, I'm not about that. And a really dear friend of mine, if you're not uh, listening to Mosley Fitness yet, slide over, take a listen to him. He's got, about, he's got a little over 30 episodes. And the episode he did this morning, I was able to listen to it on the way to the barbershop. He talked about uh, the obesity epidemic, and I fall into that. I'm obese. It's cool. I can say it. And he talked a lot about that uh, body positivity people. And he gave some background into what they were into. I'm not going to give too much away. I really want you guys to go check this out. But the one thing that really hit, and I'm really glad he said it the way he said it. I thought it was just very brilliantly said. He said, it's great that you love you. It's great that you love yourself for who you are. And it is. I wish everybody in the world had the same feeling about themselves that I feel about myself. I know I battle mental health issues. I know I battle depression. I know I battle anxiety. And it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. 
but I'm gonna be real blunt. There are times and moments in my day where the arrogance just has to come out and I have no problem doing that. When I need to be him, there's no issue. You can't tell me shit. I wish everybody had that. I wish everybody had that little, that little tiny chip in their shoulder. I wish everybody had that little tiny percentage of themselves that was just, get your popcorn ready, I'm coming. And I think that's what the that's what a lot of the body positivity movement talked about. Was yeah, you just gotta love yourself. Love you, love the skin you're in, and everything will be okay. And it will. But on the flip side, you gotta understand where your health's at. If you're unhealthy, you gotta change that. I have no issue with how big Lizzo is. I don't. She's a pretty lady. She's confident. Well, she acts confident. I don't know how confident she is behind closed doors, but that's really none of my business. I don't know the woman. But her body positivity is that extreme that makes makes it scary to be overweight. Because the uninformed, the unintelligent are going to look at look at that and go, "Oh, fuck it. I'm cool. I'm fat." And yeah, you're right. You have, you have a sense of right about that. There is an inkling of truth in that statement. Yeah, I'm cool being overweight. My wife loves me for who I am. My kids love me. I got incredible friends. I got great family. I'm good. Like, I'm not... None of that has to do with my weight. And when I step out the house in the morning, if I got... Even if it's just like today, I went out in a pair of jeans for the first time in a while and I was kind of feeling myself. But in the back of my mind, I was like, man, don't forget, like, you got some work to do. I got to get this weight down. I got to get the pressure off my back. I got to get the, I got to get the fat off. I got to take the pressure off the heart. I got to take the pressure off the other organs. I got to take the extra weight. I got to make it easier for my skeletal system to, to function. Why am I, I'm doing more work than I have to just to, just to do anything because of my size. And it's, it's causing health complications at this stage in my life that are annoying more than anything. So that's, that's, that's the toughest pill to swallow right now is I've known how, I've known for how long I got to get my shit together with my, with my health. And there's just always something that comes up. And some of that has been my struggles with mental health. That I, don't, I can't get out of bed this morning thing. I can't, I can't today. Or you just come home and you watch. For people that have high-functioning anxiety, you guys can relate to this. My wife gets so fucking annoyed by me because I can watch the same 45 episodes of the same episodes of the same episodes of the same TV shows. I can just put that shit on repeat, just binge the same fucking episodes of the same TV shows. I can watch the same movies over and over and over again because I know what's going to happen. I still, I'm still obsessed with it as it happens. I still love watching it happen. But I know there's no, there's no guesswork. It's almost like a control thing. 
So when you, the depression, the anxiety, it can be crippling at times. So I put all of my focus in things that I think are important. And I let the things that are truly important kind of lack a little bit. So I'll, I always tell, I always tell people I talk to when they ask me, I just have, I try to have a little bit of life conversations with the people that work for me. Cause I know the pitfalls I've hit. It's a big part of the reason I started this podcast. I understand a lot of the pitfalls I've hit in my life. If there's anything I can do to help somebody avoid that same pitfall, why wouldn't I do that? So I, I always keep that you can't pour from an empty cup adage ready to go. That's kind of like my trump card in a conversation. Like you got somebody, hey, I'm stressed about this, I'm stressed about this, I'm stressed about this. All right, well, are you prioritizing you yet? Nah, I got all this I got to do. All right, well, everybody need water, right? You got 15 people that you got to fill their cups up, but your pitcher's empty. Ain't nobody getting water. You got kids at home? Your kids don't give a fuck about how bad, good or bad your day was. And nor should they. They just want their dad or their mom when they get home. So we got to be able to be that person when, when we get home. When we look at the people, if you're a leader at work, or if you're a leader at any, any, anything in your life, if you're a, anything that holds a leadership position, people are going to look at you a little bit different. And you never know who's drawing inspiration from you. You never know who's looking at you saying, yo, if he can do this, I can do this. Yo, he showed me I can do this. I got this. He, like, and my leadership style, for better or worse, is my biggest strength and my biggest weakness at the same time. It's the relationships that I build with, with my people. So I do try to speak that life into them. And I always try to have those kind of, it's not always, if they want it. I'm not, I'm not speaking to a brick wall. If you don't want my help, that's perfectly fine. I'm, I'm not paying you to get my help. I'm paying you to do a job. But people that ask me for advice or people that ask if they can talk to me or just lend a sympathetic ear or anything like that, I really try my best to, to speak positive into them. And I look at my own life, I look at my own struggles, and I kind of, all right, well, I did this, this, and this wrong. Make sure you don't hit these same. But the big one I always say is you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think, and this is one of those moments where I got to step back and go, am I following my own advice? And at this, at this exact junction of my life, I can't say that I am. I can't tell you definitively that I'm taking care of myself that I'm doing the things that I need to do to be the best me I can be for me. I was listening to, oh, I forget who it is. It's like, there's a little Spotify page. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick while I'm talking. They just do like little motivational videos or little motivational uh, songs or speeches. And they're dope. Like they're, Fearless motivation, that's what it is. And it's really, it's, it's a cool page. 
And the one thing, the one uh, speech they have is you owe it to yourself. That's the title. And you're like, man, bump that. I owe it to the people that are looking at me. But when you step back and listen to it, God damn, they're right. We owe it to us to be great. We owe it to the person in the mirror to be great. And when we can look ourselves in the mirror and say, God damn it, I'm hitting this. I got this. I'm good. The people around us see that. If you got kids, you can tell your kid a thousand times, put the phone down, put the tablet down, get up, move around. Don't eat that. You just ate nine other ones of those. Why don't you find something a bit healthier for yourself? And then they turn around and you doing the exact same shit you just told them not to do. Where are they going to draw their inspiration from? They're going to draw their inspiration from what you just did, not what you said. And I got And I catch myself doing this all the time. Like, I'm, you know, I try to talk to my daughters. Well, one's two, so she's not listening to me. I can't even get her to stop jumping on the back of the couch like a gymnastics phenom. But then she falls and hurts herself, and it's funny. But don't tell her I said it's funny because she'll get mad at me. But my 15-year-old, I try to talk to her. I try to tell her, hey, you can't do it this way because this, this, and this is going to happen. But she don't listen. And it's okay. She'll learn. And then she'll be like, Dad, you were right. But she's going to look at me as the example. And I owe it to myself to be the best version of myself I can be so that she sees that and says, now I owe it to myself to be the best version of myself I can be. And that when we hit that level, then we can really start tapping in and tweaking little things. But you got to understand that if you start putting your successes and your failures on the people around you, like if you step back, if you're in a job that you hate and you say, I owe it to my kids to be good at this job. Well, if you still suck at that job or God forbid you get fired from that job or something, I mean, fuck them kids. They the reason I got fired. I didn't want to do that shit anyway. I was only doing it for them. It builds that resentment. And you don't want that because resentment, being resentful takes energy. It takes time. It takes away from the shit you should be doing. It's, it takes too much time to be fucking envious. It takes too much time to be angry. It takes too much time to resent. Fuck all that. Just be great. But when you have people that look at you, whether you know they're looking or not, and sometimes your haters are still drawing inspiration from you. So if you got a group of people that's just hating on you, they hating on you and they still like, yo, he or she doing it like that. They really doing it like that. All right, let me try. If they can do it, shit, if they can do it like that, fuck, I got this. It's, it's nothing. If they're doing it, man, it's nothing for me to hit it like that. So, so we'll ne we never know 100% who's drawing inspiration from us. So to sit back and say, hey, I owe it to this person or this person to be great, 
We're falling short. We're missing a message. And that was a tough one for me to learn. And that was part of my growth as, as a dad. Was learning my kids, my kids don't owe me anything. I owe them everything. I brought them into this world. I owe them the building blocks to be successful with whatever they want to do. But just as important, I have two girls. I need to show them what a real man looks like. And I'm not talking the macho man stuff. I'm talking the, the gentleman, the chivalrous man, the father, the husband, the friend, the brother, the uncle, the son. If I'm an asshole to my parents, what kind of, what kind of example does this set for me if my kid's being an asshole and I tell them to stop stepping like that? It doesn't mean anything. If I'm not setting the, if I'm not holding myself accountable and holding myself to those standards, who am I to demand that from anybody else, especially my kids? So that once I heard that fearless motivation quote where they said, you owe it to yourself because the people that you love are looking to you to be the example. And I'm going to take it another step further is we, we can't put that on them because if it fails, we give ourselves a scapegoat. And I know I kind of got off on a tangent on this episode. However, these are, these are the things that I work out all the time. These are the things that go through my mind as a father, as a leader, as, as a husband, as a man, trying to understand where my deficiencies are. Not so much to make them strengths, because if I, if I suck at something, it's not going to be a strength. But I need to kind of delve into some of my weaknesses and some of the things I'm not great at to sharpen the saw a little bit more, to make me that much more successful at whatever I'm trying to do, whether it's work, family, this podcast. There's a, there's a lot, there's a lot that can be said about that, but it's things that I work out. So as I battle through my mental health, as I battle through the depression, as I battle through the anxiety, and a lot of my anxiety is sleep related. I actually met with my doctor and we kind of went through that. We talked about how sleep apnea can affect depression and anxiety in the second episode, so we're not going to rehash that. But my sleep has gotten better over the last couple of weeks. My doctor gave me some new medicine to try and my body has adjusted to it and it's starting to make a difference. My anxiety is starting to ease. My blood pressure is, is, is lower than it's ever been. Uh, I had high blood pressure years ago. However, I've, I've really kind of honed in on why and I've really tried to do a better job of alleviating those issues to keep the blood pressure down. Because hypertension and all those other things, they cause so many other issues. But the big thing for me right now, as I try to keep this podcast to that, that journal motif, is really just letting, letting you guys know how far from perfect I am and how far from grace. I don't want to say I, I've fallen from grace because that's not how, that's not the, that's not the verbiage I want, but 
God has given us so much grace. We're, we're a product of his grace. And it's a, it's a daily, hourly project that we can't lose sight on. And it's something I can't lose sight on because I know God's not done with me yet. I know he's not finished. He hasn't unveiled the plan and he hasn't thrown in the towel yet. As many stupid ass mistakes as I can make and as many things as I can do wrong. The one thing I, the, the one thing I know is I know he still loves me. I know his hands are still on me. And I know he's still ready to show me something that I'm, I haven't seen yet, or I may not feel I'm ready for, but it's coming and I know, and I'm good. So I think I'm going to call it on this episode. I just wanted to take a little time Give you guys an update on what I'm battling, what I'm going through, how things are working out. And then reach out to me on social media. Reach out however you want. Let me know what you guys want me to cover in these podcasts. If there's something you want me to touch on that you think that would benefit any of our listeners. If you think that there's somebody that I should be talking to that could bring an added Anything, man. We got a iron sharpens iron, man. That's that's you gotta have those kind of relationships and those kind of tough conversations. So I wanna thank you guys for listening. I wanna thank you guys for any of the support. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Love y'all. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. I am DJ Sharp and this has been Sharp Thoughts. Hopefully you guys took something away from the podcast something that you guys can apply to your life to make something in your life better and always 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 remember god loves you and so do i i'll see you next time peace